0: Welcome to Sense, presented by North Carolina Cooperative Extension. I'm Jacob Morgan, a field crops agent with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Today, we have Dr. Wesley Everman and Dr. Charlie Cahoon to discuss spring burndown and Ingenia, Tavium, and Extendamax labels. Good morning, guys. Welcome back.
1: Good to be here. Thanks for having us again.
0: I guess let's start off just by touching on burndown recommendations, uh, Dr. Everman, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, typically we recommend a couple modes of action post, take care of your emerged weeds, what we have there, winter weeds. Usually it's gonna be glyphosate with one of the growth regulators, most typically 2,4-D, but also dicamba is often used in the mix, really depends on what species you have present. So getting out there, scouting, seeing what's there and making sure you're picking the right herbicide is gonna be the best thing. Paraquat, we're going to use in areas that we know we have glyphosate resistance, especially uh, with Italian ryegrass. And then the third component, uh, we're looking at a residual product. Most often a valor based uh, residual, often a premix, but also products like Lead Off and that family are going to give a good residual foundation for a lot of our winter meats.
0: How about now let's go to the the elephant in the room in the last two weeks, the label situation with Ingenia, Tavium, and Extendamax. So I guess, Dr. Coon, can you give us a little background on that situation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is a very fluid situation. It seems like it changes every week. But the background on this, for those that are not familiar, is when the federal labels for these products were vacated in the summer of 2020, uh, and then they were re-registered before the 2021 season. That wasn't a big interruption because that that came in the middle of the season. We had probably treated a bunch of our acres that needed to be treated. But what stemmed from that was this court case that was filed in a federal district court in Arizona. So the background on that court case is some organizations that are against the use of pesticides, and they were going after EPA saying they did not follow FIFRA protocol when they re-registered the dicamba products. And so We knew that a court decision could potentially come soon, and it it did come on February 6th. And so the outcome of that case was that a federal judge ruled to vacate that the labels for Ingenia, Tavium, and Extendamax were vacated. And that meant that we could no longer use those products in dicamba-tolerant cotton and soybeans. So fast forward a week, Wes and I's advice, after talking with our folks at the Department of Agriculture, was to to, to, my, to not make any rash decisions because there were some things working in the background that may give us some relief from th- that order that vacated those labels, and and so our patients paid off. The EPA issued an existing stock order on February 14, and so that existing stock order basically says it allows the limited sale and distribution of any of those products that are outside of the possession of the registrants. So if it's at the retail level or at the farmer level, it can be moved around and uh, used in uh, a manner that's consistent with the previous labels. So the labels that we worked with last year, that's how we have to continue to use these products. There are some different dates that folks need to be aware of. On the dicamba soybean side, this order allows uh, distribution and sale up until May 30. Or excuse me, May 31st. And then on the cotton side, it allows distribution and sale until June 30. Now we're still working under our previous application dates that were on the, the previous label. So you can actually treat soybeans up until June 30. You can treat cotton up until July 30. So we're still using those same cutoff dates, but the distribution and sale is different for those crops according to
0: this existing stocks label. It seems to me like we're going to be short this year, even though we can use existing stocks, no more is gonna be coming from the registrants. So DACAMA being short, what are some other options or or some strategies, Dr. Everman, as far as weed control going forward this year?
2: Yeah, so in soybeans, we still have a number of good options. The biggest thing we want to do is start with a strong pre, right? Get out there, lay down a good foundation, start clean. That'll help whatever we put out post. Keep us timely and keep management where we want it, give us good control. Uh, I would recommend a residual in your first post spray as well, again, just to help out. But if we have extend beans, you still have glyphosate for most of your weeds and then the PPO inhibitors for our Palmer amaranth, as long as we don't have PPO resistance. Make sure you know that. If we do, you know, hopefully you've got some extend flex beans. There we have the extra option of using Liberty in our post spray uh, or one of the glufosinate products that are out there. They're going to do a good job as long as we're timely. So we do have several options post emergence in our soybeans. One thing to consider, there should be available stock of enlist beans if you are concerned. Maybe you have it extend beans, just straight extend. You don't have the glufosinate option for your post. You might want to switch over to a bean where you have Liberty, whether it's extend flex or enlist, give you some additional options there. It's my understanding that there are available stocks of seed and there should be enough chemical. We could make up the difference where we might be falling a little bit short and in a transition towards Charlie might actually help out on the cotton acres where we may not have those options of making that switch quite as easily.
1: Yeah, just to come up from a, from a cotton standpoint. So on the cotton side, our toolbox is a little smaller than we do in soybeans. So simpler for me to, to kind of go through what we, what we need to do you know, with limited dicamba. So if we're limited in dicamba, and then we're going to stick with flex cotton, you know, our post-emergence option for glyphosate-resistant pigweed, ragweed, those hard-to-control glyphosate-resistant weeds, we're basically back to liberty. So like Wes mentioned, the first thing we need to do is use a strong pre-residual program. And so for cotton, what I consider a strong residual program up front, combines at least two different modes of action that have activity against pigweed and or ragweed. So on the pigweed side, our products that have activity, good residual activity against pigweed are warrant, reflex, directs, and then also break. So a combination of any of those two would be what I consider strong for pigweed. On the ragweed side, if you're dealing with ragweed, what I consider a strong residual would be a combination of break, Reflex, and or cotaran. So two of those three, those are kind of our, our major ragweed materials. And then again, if if we're limited on dicamba and we're using Extendflex, sticking with Extendflex cottonseed, then we do have the option to use Liberty. I do kind of have a, a kind of thing I want you to think about. If you have enough dicamba for just one post application, when do you put the dicamba? Do you put it first? Do you put it second? And all of my research with these system trials says it doesn't really matter which one you put first as long as you're timely. Now, my line of thinking with this is, okay, if the weeds are small, it doesn't really matter. So if the weeds are too big for Liberty at post one, I'm going to ask you to put dicamba plus a residual, okay, to clean up those weeds and then come back with your Liberty seven to 10 days later to get those weeds that uh, may have been a little too big. If the weeds are small enough for Liberty to handle at post one, then use Liberty plus a residual and then come back with your dicamba later in the season to clean up any escapes plus maybe some bigger weeds. Both of those applications, again, like Wes mentioned in soybeans, I'm going to encourage you to put residuals in it because if we're shorthanded in our post emergence products, the best way to manage for that is to have fewer weeds to treat post. And the best way to do that is have a strong residual up front plus residuals in our post-emergence tank mixes. So we have limited weeds come up during the season that we have to manage with our limited stocks of dicamba. Also, to add on to what Wes Wes said, if you're thinking about switching to the Enlist platform, we do have that option in Cotton as well. I would still encourage you to use a good residual program up front. The only difference in that program is you got a little more flexibility in what you can do post-emergence because we're not seeing any issues with the enlist products in terms of availability uh, due to litigation so you've got liberty or the enlist products for broadleaf weed control and then the last piece of advice to add on if you are thinking about switching to the enlist system i would encourage you to be diligent about keeping that technology on your fields and avoiding any off-target movement because a lot of the, the the bad press for dicamba you know led to the litigation that we're seeing so even though in the short term Enlist, the future of Enlist looks good, I would encourage you to be diligent about keeping that stuff on your fields and not having a bunch of issues because if we do have a bunch of issues, you can bet that the folks that are against pesticides, they're against all pesticides. And so they come after the products that we use a lot. And so we, we have a big shift in usage. If we have a bunch of issues with the Enlist technology, you can bet that they're going to try to come after that chemistry. So let's not bring any more eyes to or scrutiny to another valuable weed management platform.
2: And something that came to mind, I thought I'd toss in, and Charlie, if you got to add to it, when we talk about switching acres, there's probably a lot of other folks across the country that might be thinking of the same thing. So if you're going to switch your seed, make sure you secure your chemical early as well. Uh, You know, I mean, it's, a good suggestion on either system, but I wouldn't just swap seed and then assume you're going to get enlist later in the season or Liberty for that matter. Who knows how many people are going alternative routes. Uh, I think it'd be a good practice to just get what you need for the the summer as you're you're getting everything finalized and not count on pulling it off of the shelf or buying it off the shelf as needed uh, this year especially.
1: I would say, yeah, I would try to encourage you to secure what you need, but a lot of folks tend to try to hoard things up and that's, we don't want to do that. And Wes and I are not encouraging that. So um, right. think about your neighbors when you're, you're getting your orders as well.
0: Now, one thing I did not hear either one of you say was to go with a uh, Banville or some other dicamba. I don't think that can be stressed enough that we just need to use the products that are labeled on these crops and don't go rogue and start using other products that aren't labeled and don't have the right formulation to be applied on these crops over the top. Is that correct?
2: absolutely. We've been doing a great job here in the Southeast on keeping dicamba on our fields. And the last thing we wanna do is all of a sudden put a bullseye on us and then ultimately confirm what a lot of these groups are claiming that we don't know how to use these products or we can't uh, manage things correctly. And so we don't want to make a bad situation worse. So keep keep those off of our beans, keep them off our cotton. Don't go down that path, please. Yeah, I,
1: I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, so obviously there, there may be some movement. If folks are short, there may be some movement and there may be some rebates on seed to account for that. But yeah, absolutely. Please don't go out and try to, to, to secure generic dicamba that are not labeled for these uses.
0: All right. So Dr. Everman, I guess the next question is, these labels were vacated. We've got the, the ability to use existing stocks for this year, but after this year, is dicamba uh, over the top of soybeans and uh, cotton going to be gone forever?
2: So I don't have an absolute crystal ball, right? So don't go to Vegas and bet money on this, but the strong feeling is that we should have dicamba going forward, right? So this happened early in the year. We're using existing stocks, EPA's going forward with their herbicide strategy around a lot of this endangered species, uh, ACT stuff trying to come into compliance. And, you know, they know that it's an important tool. This was just a technicality like Charlie explained. So there's full expectation that they'll come forward with a new set of labels that fit this herbicide strategy that'll come out in May and then hopefully have it all through the process so it's available and we know where we're at by this fall.
1: That makes the most sense. I mean, the timing of the herbicide strategy, these labels being vacated, I think that makes the most sense that they would take that herbicide strategy that they have finalized, apply it to the dicamba label, and and try to get them re-registered. Because of the exact situation we just talked about, the traits aren't coming out of the crops, and we don't want folks to use products that are not set up to be used over the top in the summertime. And so I've got to think that that's probably where we're headed with trying to, to get these labels in full compliance with the Endangered Species Act, through the roadmap that the herbicide strategy tells us
0: is there anything else you think we should discuss at this point in time
1: i can't think of anything right now yeah the only thing that i'll add is this is a fluid situation it could change tomorrow so uh talk to your county agents visit our crop extension portals you know wes and i are putting updates on there so just stay tuned this could change tomorrow so uh, that may be good or bad so just just Stay tuned to see what comes and be ready to make a, a plan on the fly for, for this season.
0: Yeah, I'll put all the uh, portal information uh, in the description of the podcast so you can easily go there. Dr. Cahoon and Dr. I mean, both of you do a great job of explaining kind of what's been going on through the last couple of weeks. And in fact, we recorded this podcast already once and uh, when we didn't have use of existing stocks. And so uh, it can change and it has changed uh, a number of times already in the last uh, 20 days. So, anyway, um, I certainly appreciate you guys' time today. Thanks yes. for having us. Thanks
1: for having us on.
0: If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to your local cooperative extension agent. They'll be happy to help. And as always, thanks for listening to Crop Sense because if it isn't making money, it isn't making sense.